Uh, okay, in preparation for the service of Tenebrae, I'll just share with you a very brief meditation uh, under the theme, Transform. Um, some of you may know that words and other things, the meanings change or transform. For example, a very Wesleyan word, uh, the word prevenient, prevenient grace means the grace that goes before. But in Wesley's time, it was called preventing grace. And you may wonder, how come this grace can prevent me? Well, you see, in Wesley's time, prevent had the same meaning as what you call prevenient. For our time, prevent means to stop someone from going somewhere. But in Wesley's time, prevent meant go before. So the word prevent has changed or transformed in its meaning. Let me give you some examples of words. The word bad. You know who changed the meaning of the word bad? Michael Jackson. I don't know whether you remember his song. Huh? He said what? I'm bad. But what he meant was, I'm good. Yeah? Bad has become good. When you say it's something is bad, you mean it's good. Then in the area of cooking, Jamie Oliver, he calls something wicked. Oh, that's wicked. Is wicked a good word? Not supposed not to be, but Jamie Oliver uses wicked to mean delicious. See how things turn on their head. Uh, the other word is dope. If I say you're a dope, good or bad? Bad, huh? But nowadays, when they use the word dope, means good. That's dope. Actually, it's associated with drugs. Dope is also drug, but that's dope means it's, it gives you a high like drug. So for modern day, it means good. So you have to be careful nowadays when you use words to see what it really means. Um, symbols or signs also change in their meaning. Two fingers huh, has many different meanings. I grew up in the 60s, which means hippies. This means what? Peace. Winston Churchill, this means victory. You turn it around means? Oh, no good, right? <laughs> good? No good. Correct or wrong? Some ladies may not. Do you know where the origin of the no good comes from? It predates peace. It predates Churchill. According to legend, it's the Hundred Years' War between England and France. And the English longbowmen, the archers, were so good that uh, they devastated the French cavalry, their knights, at the Battle of Agincourt. And um, it was said, so some say it's legend, some people say it's not true, but never I'll just tell you the story. It was said that when the French captured an English archer, they would cut off these two fingers so that you cannot draw the bow. So, on the battlefield, uh, when the English and French met, the English would do this to show, say, I still got two fingers. So it was a taunt. It was not a vulgarity. Of course, later, it, as things change and transform, uh, it became a vulgar sign. Yeah? Uh, with other different meanings. Uh. You can just let your imagination uh, 
run away with you. So it became from an insult to a vulgarity. Um, the other thing that has transformed, actually, is the cross. Before Jesus, the cross was a horrible thing. Um, actually, it comes from even the Old Testament. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says, Cursed is he who hangs from a tree. In Roman times, the cross meant what? Death. Uh, anyone carrying, you don't carry a cross because it's a hobby. Yeah? I feel uh, very good today, so I think I'll go two rounds and carry my cross. Uh, maybe I can get some, burn some calories. A person seen carrying the cross or whatever means the person is going for their death or execution. And what changed the meaning? It was Christ's crucifixion, his death and resurrection. So that the cross turned from being a curse to something that we now call blessed. Uh, there's a picture going around, right? Uh, Notre Dame. You know Notre Dame has uh, devastating fire. In the end, uh, do you know what Notre Dame means? Oh, lady, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the church is called Notre Dame de Paris, Our Lady of Paris. So actually it means Our Lady. So there's this uh, picture going around that even though the spire fell, roof, there's the cross there, it still remains. Well, I got my own theory lah, why the cross still remains. I think, I think it's made of metal. So it's been very difficult to burn. But never mind. Some people say it's a miracle. Well, okay, never mind. Lah. But the cross still remains. Uh, point is, the cross, which was a curse and an instrument of death, because of what Christ has done, has been transformed into a sign of blessing. Yeah, people make the sign of a cross because that is an expression of faith. And that's the power of Christ to transform. And I think we have had many testimonies of Christ, how Jesus has transformed lives. And today in the service of Tenebrae, we're going to hear the account of the <clears throat> earthly events that led Christ to the cross and how the cross then became transformed by what happened to Jesus. It'll be quite dark, and uh, so we ask you to concentrate on the symbols and the words being read. Um, I don't know how many here are as old as me, but <clears throat> um, when TV first came out, still black and white, there was a series called Clarence the Cross-Eyed Lion. Anybody remembers that? Clarence the Cross-Eyed Lion. Only me? No, la, one or two other people. <laughs> okay. Clarence the Cross-Eyed Lion was actually a lion that... Uh, Cross-Eyed is a medical condition that's not good because your eyes turn inward. Yeah. Of course, Jim Carrey can do it because of his talent, not because he's really cross-eyed. Well, cut long story short, many years ago, from a Christian book uh, vendor in, the, in Australia, I brought this hat, and it says cross-eyed. But it's a Christian hat. It shows an eye with a cross 
inside. Ah, so even cross-eyed has been transformed by the cross from a negative medical condition to something that is very positive because all Christians should be cross-eyed. Yeah? I'm sorry I can't give you this, but never mind. At least I have got one. So that's uh, the meditation for today in preparation for our readings for the service of Tenebrae.